0: Hello everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, Spreaker, tuning in, available for download on iTunes. Remember, you can follow and subscribe here on the podcast channels, and of course, on Facebook and Twitter, at the handles Rich Sports Talk, so you don't miss any of our latest content. And today, got a lot to talk about after another great weekend in the NFL, except for one franchise in particular. Actions speak louder than words. A lot of times people will say one thing, but you know by their actions and their body language they mean a completely different thing. In a relationship, you may say all the right things, but if you don't like that person or you feel the attraction's gone, you notice you wanna hang out with them less. You find excuses not to do things or to be away from that person. So in a relationship, yeah, I, I I I I wanna see you, but I'm too busy. I, I, I got plans with the guys tonight. I, I just can't make it. I'm so sorry. But you're really not. You're saying the right things, but your actions are saying a completely different thing. We see it in the workplace too. Uh, you know, I, I, I love Working here, you know, I I would love to be here with this company forever. Yet every chance you can, that employee leaves early, tries to duck out of work early, tries to cut corners whenever they can. They say the right things, but their actions say another thing. They don't want to be there. This Sunday, we saw this on the football field in New York. At MetLife Stadium, where the New York Jets were embarrassed by the Buffalo Bills in arguably one of the most embarrassing losses in Jets history. Now, I know a lot of other members in the media, including former Coach Rex Ryan, have jumped all over the Jets for their performance, and I'm going to be one of them today. I'm going to get into Todd Bowles and Mike McCagnin's futures, but I'm going to start with the players on the field now, after this game, there was a couple different guys who spoke to me and Jamal Adams saying, we are fully behind Todd Bowles. And look, I believe in Jamal Adams. He was one of the few Jets I saw playing hard every single snap. But man, for all these players that keep saying, oh, we, we love Bowles, we would we want him to be the head coach, your actions didn't back that up. I've heard the quit word thrown around with the Jets and while I don't personally think this team has quit on Bulls, they certainly are not helping his case. After being embarrassed by the Dolphins, the Jets now have lost four in a row. Keep in mind, just a few weeks ago, the Jets were 3-3 and beating after beating the Colts, and they looked really good. Darnold looked like he was progressing in the right direction. This team looked like eh, not probably not a playoff team, but look, they could maybe be playing into 14-15 have some meaningful football in December. That, that's different for the New York Jets. But then the wheels fell off. And there was four losses in a row. Donald regressed. And I understand injuries have been a part of it. But once again, we saw it yesterday. Even with a veteran quarterback against a so-so defense. This offensive line underperformed. And this offense has little to no creativity. To me, you can tell... When the writing's on the wall with certain coaches and it's on the walls for Todd Bowles. I said coming into the season when I did the Jets preview, it wasn't about the wins and losses this year. It wasn't about making the playoffs. To me, the biggest thing for Todd Bowles this season was going to be developing players and more specifically Sam Darnold. If Sam Darnold by the end of the season looked like he was ready to take this franchise to the playoffs next season or put them in that position then Bull should keep his job. But Darnold has regressed. He's gotten beaten up in the last couple of weeks and had to miss this last start because of injury. His coach didn't have the wherewithal to get him a snapper that could actually snap in the football in Miami. And for everyone killing Sam Darnold, oh, man, he's looked terrible. Uh, Did you see the personnel around veteran Josh McCown yesterday? I don't think it's on Sam Darnold. And true, Bowles has been given an unfair hand. We've seen it. This team's going to have a lot of cap space next year. You can make the case they don't have a great roster this year. But the thing is, this is a sport about momentum and perception. And right now, both are working against Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, remember, started his career ten and five with the Jets. Since then, he's gone thirteen and thirty. Back to back 5 and 11 seasons. And right now, realistically, I think the best the Jets can finish this season is 4 and 12 because they have to play the Patriots twice, the Texans, the Titans, the Packers, and this build team that took them to the woodshed. And most tell tale of all, one of the biggest signs for a head coach that the players aren't buying in is you have to look at the side of the ball. That that coach specializes in. We Every coach has their brand bar. We have offensive guys and we have defensive guys. And Todd Bowles is a defensive head coach. And I understand the offense is going to struggle. They don't have the personnel. But more importantly, Todd Bowles isn't a great offensive coach. But yesterday was his defense. They got embarrassed by a Buffalo team. That is historically bad. This team had scored 36 points in the previous month. And hadn't had a lead. They got the lead in two plays on the Jets this past Sunday and scored 34 points in one half. Oh, and it wasn't Tom Brady, Carson Wentz. It was uh, a four-string quarterback who hadn't been on the roster for 12 days and hadn't played in an NFL game in nearly two years. That's who carved up the Jets. A couple years ago, the Jets were embarrassed by the Patriots 45-3. But the thing about that game was they were in Foxborough against the Patriots, who I thought were the Super Bowl contender that year. With Mark Sanchez, with a limited roster, and once again on the road. This was at home against Buffalo. Against a historically bad offense with a four-string starting quarterback. I'll repeat, a fourth-string starting quarterback. And look, Matt Barkley certainly better than Nathan Peterman. But, man, when your defense, and that's your bread and butter, and that's the performance they give, these Jet players can say all they want. But if they really love Todd Bowles, they would be playing their hearts out to keep his job because they know players are smart. They listen to talk radio. They listen to the TV. They know what's at stake. They knew coming in Todd Bowles was going to be on the hot seat this season if this season with Sal and at the pivotal point where – if Bulls got a win, ah, four and six, maybe has a chance to keep his job. But after that embarrassment, there's no way. And there's multiple reports that the Jets aren't going to fire him and keep him on till the end of the season. And personally, I don't think it's great to keep him there. I think they should just let him go, do him a service moving forward. And more importantly, just give the fans the idea and the players show look, this isn't acceptable. This performance is not acceptable. And I feel bad because I've been high on Todd Bowles and I think he can coach. But right now, this team, they're not fighting for him. And they can say all they want to say in the locker room and in the postgame press conferences. But your actions speak louder than words. And that team did not play hard for him yesterday. And now they get a bye to play the New England Patriots, who also are coming off a bye and were just embarrassed by the Titans. They could put up 41 points in a quarter the way the Jets played yesterday. Moving on to the rest of the front office, Mike McCagnan is a member of the front office for the Jets who hasn't been given a lot of flack for this. And I've been surprised. Everyone's all oh, Bowls, 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 Bowls. But Bowls didn't put this team together. And I understand that McCagnin has had... He's had some good first-round picks. Jamal Adams, Leonard Williams. Trade up against Sam Darnold. Hey, that was good. But we also have to admit that... A lot of things fell right for McCagnin. The year they got Leonard Williams, he fell to them at number six. When a lot of people thought he could go one or two. The year they got Jamal Adams, a lot of people were thinking he was going to the Bears. And he fell to the Jets. And last year, when they traded up to number three... A lot of people were saying the Jets are going to get the third best quarterback in the draft and in my opinion they got the best one who fell to them at number three so a lot of luck is coming but for McCagnon, his rest of his drafts have not been good he's drafted two mid-round receivers both are gone from the team he traded up for Christian Hackenberg who never played a snap in a regular season game even though he was a second round pick at quarterback and look, Chris Herndon looks like a good player. He found Robbie Anderson, We drafted Darren Lee in the first round. Darren Lee's been a good player, but he's not a first-round linebacker. Hasn't been able to find a pass rusher, and his free agent spending hasn't been that great. Sure, he's had some decent hits. I mean, Avery Williamson's been great. but There's been a lot of misses in there, too, such as Tremaine Johnson. And the big question is, do you want him in charge of spending? Look, he's done okay. He's been an average general manager, in my opinion. He's picked good players in the first round, but they fell to him. And in free agency, he's bang about, eh, he's saying okay. He's gotten some good players. Hasn't had any great steals. Hasn't been any ones you're like, wow, he really found a good diamond in the rough in the draft. Outside of maybe Chris Herndon this year in the fourth round at tight end. And that was another situation where a player fell to him because, to me, Herndon was going to be a second-round pick before he got hurt. So I I love how McCagney is not getting any notice for this, but this is a poorly constructed football team. The offensive line is terrible. They haven't used the draft to invest in offensive linemen. And outside of Marcus May and Herndon in the later rounds, they haven't had good late-round picks. A lot of them have been already cut from the team. So for me, everyone is jumping on bulls, but I think the big question we also have to ask is, do you want McCagney in charge for another year? Granted, he's better than the last general manager, but... To me, he's been okay. Could you give him another two years? Sure, but maybe you should just clean house and let a new GM and a new coach start fresh. Say, hey, you got a good young quarterback to build around. You're going to have probably a top five pick in the upcoming draft, and you're going to have $100 million in cap space. But here's the other thing I was thinking about today. I keep hearing a lot of news and a lot of football pundits telling me, well, the Jets should go after a good offensive mind, and I think that's pretty clear. And I've heard a lot of great coaching candidates and I've heard a lot of great, uh, such as the Vikings offensive coordinator. I've heard about going down to Oklahoma to get their head coach. But if I'm the Jets, I think they have to be thinking bigger. So if I'm the New York Jets when this season inevitably ends, I'm hopping on my jet and I'm flying to Ann Arbor. And I'm going to go up to Jim Harbaugh. And I'm going to say, Jim, we want you to be in charge of the New York Jets. Not only are you going to be in charge of head coaching, but we're going to put you in charge of personnel. Now, a lot of you might be saying, well, wait, come on. He's not going to want to leave Michigan. Harbaugh's always been looking for a challenge. And I think Michigan, he's done what he set out to do. He's turned them into a national title contender. Let's not forget the way Harbaugh left the NFL. What was it over? It was over the fact that he couldn't pick the personnel for the 49ers. And that's why he left. I think if you gave him an offer and gave him a blank check and say, look, we want you to be the head coach in charge of personnel. Don't forget he's been good with quarterbacks and Sam Darnold might remind him of a former Stanford quarterback. He had in Andrew Luck. It's kind of enticing. Get to be on the big stage in New York. Get to coach against Bill Belichick. Harbaugh's a competitive guy. Get to go to New York City, get $100 million in cash space, and get a top five pick next year? Not the worst thing to start over with. If I'm the Jets, I'd go down and I'd give him an offer. Look, we want you in charge of personnel. We want you as a head coach. And a lot of people are saying, oh, come on, he, he's... He's overrated. He's won everywhere he's gone. You look at what he did with the 49ers. Turned them into a constant competitor. And since he's left, they've been struggling to recapture that glory. Everywhere he has gone. To me, he's the best football coach in America. Now I know a lot of people are screaming, wait, oh, wait, 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 wait. Nick Nick Saban's the best coach. Oh, okay, he's, he's great. Probably could be the best college coach of all time when it's all said and done. But best coach is still Jim Harbaugh. Probably after Bill Belichick. Oh, come on. That's overrated. Well, Harbaugh's won everywhere he's gone. Even Belichick hasn't done that. Even Saban. Oh, come on. That's crazy. Look at Nick Saban's track record. Michigan State. Oh, yeah. He won at Michigan State. Uh, Mike D'Antonio has a better winning percentage now at Michigan State than Nick Saban. Well, he won a title at LSU, Nick Saban. Uh, you know... Les Miles had the same exact wing percentage as Nick Saban at LSU. We all know Nick Saban didn't work in the NFL. Well, he's rolling in Alabama. Yeah, because he's got the right system in Alabama. Even Bill Belichick didn't work in Cleveland. Works in New England. Harbaugh, everywhere he's gone. Stanford, San Francisco, and now Michigan. Turn them into Winners if I'm the New York Jets sure they can go and get an offensive mind and there's a lot of great candidates I'm not saying there aren't great candidates out there but I think to make the big home run push you go after Harbaugh and you offer him whatever he wants and you offer him a chance to run the front office Harbaugh's a smart guy we've seen what he can do with young quarterbacks such as Colin Kaepernick winning with Alex Smith what he's done at Michigan and what he did for Andrew Luck at Stanford he knows how to win. You need a guy who's going to change the culture. And if I'm the Jets, I'm, I'm swinging for the fences and I'm saying, look, Jim, come to New York. We'll give you full personnel control and you get to have Sam Darnold on a rookie contract for the next few seasons. I think that's a great offer for him. Because in Michigan, I think the fans are unrealistic. People are saying, oh, he's overrated. You know, We should have won a time, but it's hard at Michigan. He's in a part of the country where he's not in a recruiting hotbed. He's not in a California. He's not in an Alabama. He's not in Florida. He's in a tough conference in the Big Ten with great coaches. And you look what he's done. He's turned them into a very good winner. In his second year, if he has a decent punter, and a, bad, a good spot, he's in the college football playoff his second year at Michigan. So for me, I always think Harbaugh's the type of guy who wants to challenge and I think, I don't know personally, but I think he's the type of coach that he loves to challenge. And I think the way it ended in the NFL, he's got a little bit of an itch. Because he went to a Super Bowl. He was right on the doorstep. And the reason he's not there anymore is because of personnel. Seriously, if I'm the Jets, I, I go to Jim Harbaugh. He might not take it, but that's the first place I go. And I say, Look, we have a young quarterback we want you to groom. We want to give you the head coaching job. On top of that, we want you to be in charge of our personnel. And to do it, you'll have $100 million in cap space and a top five draft pick. And a young roster with some good building blocks on defense like Jamal Adams and Leonard Williams. It's not crazy. I think the Jets should do it. I think there's a lot of good options. But for me, Todd Bowles is as good as gone. And while I think McCagnon probably will get the benefit of that we will get another two years, I, I think the Jets also have to start looking and saying, is this the general manager we want? Look, he hasn't been horrible. But, I mean, he's gotten some luck in the first round of the draft, but outside of that, free agency, eh. Late round draft picks, uh, uh a little below average. And of course, the offensive line. Uh, who is he drafted? Who is he brought in in free agency? Um, yeah, not exactly a great job with that offensive line, Mike. So I think the Bulls is as good as gone. Reports coming out that they're going to keep him on till the end of the season. Uh, personally, I think they should just let him go just to give him an opportunity because you know these next these next six weeks he he knows he's gone. It's going to be rough, and you don't think the crowds and the media are going to be on him the next six weeks about his job status. It's it's going to be a rough six weeks for Todd Bowles. I think just put him out of his misery now, give him the benefit of the doubt, and let him go. And for Mike you know, if the seat's not hot, I think it should start getting hotter as the New York general, Jets Mar- general manager, and I think this team seriously needs to think about gutting everything. And the first call I make is to Ann Arbor. To Jim Harbaugh, I know his brother in Baltimore could be another good fit too, Super Bowl champion. But I'm calling Jim and I'm saying, hey, Jim, look, we love what you did in San Francisco. We're going to give you a blank check. We want you to be our head coach. And the final carrot would be we want you to be in charge of our personnel, with the top five draft pick in a rich draft and oh, by the way, $100 million in cap space to spend in free agency the way you see fit. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. we to make sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest content as we move forward through this NFL season. Remember to reach out to us, richsportstalk at gmail.com if you'd like to get your questions on the air. And of course, follow us at Rich Sports Talk on Twitter and on Facebook. But well, that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Rich Sports Talk.